Well, I'm back after a two-week hiatus. I mean, it's been busy around the church as we shift gears and turn our faces towards the Lenten season and then on to Easter. And I thought this week I'd talk about Ash Wednesday, the day that calls us to remember we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Here's the story. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before the others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Beware of practicing your piety in public, for those who do have received their reward. Well, this is a paraphrase of what Jesus is teaching here. And I mean, have you ever met that person? You know, the, they do good things for public recognition. You know, I've seen politicians do it to bolster their campaigns with, look what I've done for everybody. Not that I guess it's entirely bad for them. I mean, they have to sell themselves in a positive light if they're going to get votes. But I mean, there are those who seek public recognition for their work simply just to stroke their ego. You know, and I've made mention of this church often because apparently I guess a lot of things happened here. But at the beginning of my career, I served in a Methodist church, and it was in this rural, small town. And all around this town, throughout the county, there were other small Methodist churches. And some of them had been around for like a hundred years. Some of them had been around a long time. But as the towns died, you know, these churches, they struggled to keep their doors open. I mean, some of them were probably worshiping like 10 people on a Sunday. And the central church, in order to fill the pulpit at these churches, they started a program, it was called Licensed Preachers, and they served underneath the district superintendent and acted on the superintendent's behalf to conduct services at these churches, be it preaching, uh, communion, um, maybe in funerals. I'm not sure about weddings, but anyway. But they served under the auspice of the superintendent. 
as an extension. And I remember this one guy, uh, he decided to, to do this program, and uh, boy, he was proud to do it. And it really didn't take two minutes of talking to him to realize how proud he was to be a preacher. Uh, you know, he'd tell you about it all the time. He even walked around his large cross around his neck. It was so bizarre when he was in, a, in the church. As if he was like a bishop or something, I don't know. It was it was weird. And after a while, he actually got kind of tired of this guy. You know, for, for me, I really tried to avoid him. Um, if I saw him come down the hallway, I could shoot up a stairway or something like that just to get away from this guy. Um, but anyway, I think what I really saw through his uh, smoke and mirrors was there was a Sunday he filled in at the church I was at, and it was a Sunday after Christmas. And I remember distinctly that the lesson was on the holy innocence if we were following the lectionary. But he decided to change it. He avoided it, and he changed to something completely different. It was actually even unrelated to Christmas. It was really bizarre. Because um, really, what I think, he couldn't exegete the text. He didn't know what to do with it. it you know, you got this, this text of Herod killing babies. What do you do with that? You know, well, there's obviously a lot of things you can do with it, but he didn't. He couldn't figure it out. No, he was like, blech. But here, Jesus is saying, you know, if that's why you do good works, most people will begin to tire ignore you if you do it just to stroke your own ego. You know, your works actually have to become grander and bigger to achieve the same effect. You know, people looking at you. After a while, they ignore you. No, what, what you want is for good works to be a part of of your nature, your everyday living, your character. And that way, when you give to the poor, when you help someone who is suffering or maybe in trouble, God will reward you with treasures in heaven. Yeah, sure, I believe that, actually. But I think the rewards of God are beyond heavenly places. What if we say God's reward for your good works is also an honorable name? and respect among your peers. I mean, it's not something you're seeking out. You're just doing what God would have you to do. But God gives you that simply because your good works are done in secret. Or maybe, you know, you one day find yourself in need of help. You know, you're helping others, but all of a sudden you need help. And somebody remembers your character, your psychic nature of helping others, and they return to good work in kind towards you. That's God's reward. To do good's works, to do good works simply for the sake of bolstering your ego usually ends badly, if not simply with people regarding you as ingenuine and braggart like I felt about this guy. But when you do good works for the sake of the cross, you put God first you humble your pride and will to the will of Jesus Christ to love others as yourself. And as you put this self-pride, this ego, to death for the sake of Jesus Christ, the will and love of God will grow within you. It will become your nature, and you will be easily recognized as a disciple of Jesus Christ. <laughs>